Come, Holy Spirit, come as the wind and cleanse us. Come as the fire and purge us. Convict, convert, consecrate us, that we may know the truth. Amen. Today is the Feast of the Transfiguration, a holy day most sacred in the Orthodox traditions, but one that came into the Western Church in the 16th century. It commemorates a revelation given to the disciples about the nature of Jesus. It occurred on Mount Tabor, where Jesus and Peter, James, and John had gone to pray. Suddenly, as we just heard, Jesus' face was altered as Moses' had been, and his clothing appeared suffused with light, and he was in conversation with two figures, Moses and Elijah. And as the figures took their leave, Peter suggested that the disciples make three booths. But then, as he was speaking, a cloud overtook them, and from the cloud a voice spoke, saying, that Jesus was God's son, God's chosen, and the disciples should listen to him. When When the voice stopped, Jesus was alone. The disciples did not know what to do, and I suspect many of us in in such circumstances might make a non sequitur, such as let's have three booths. Uh, However, it's very interesting uh, because, in fact, I went up on Mount Tabor when I was in Jerusalem, and uh, I had an interesting experience there myself. Um, Our group had gone, and there was a lovely garden as we went in, and I stopped and lingered in the garden, and when, when I went into the church, I couldn't find my group. There was no one there, in fact. And um, I walked around, and I went outside again and looked, and I thought, I guess I waited here longer than I thought. I better go and make sure the bus doesn't leave. And so I walked quite a distance down a long path to the bus, and when I got there, the driver said, Oh, no, they're not here. They're still in, in the church. So I went back into the church, and there was no one there. And I kept looking all around. And so the second time, I went back to the bus and thinking I might have have, uh, been left there. And he said, no, they're still in the church. And at that point, someone opened a door, and there was a separate room dedicated to Moses. And I learned on the other side one dedicated to Elijah. And so subsequent generations actually did take Peter's advice and had built a large church dedicated to Jesus with two smaller chapels to, to the other two. But clearly the experience was overwhelming for Peter and the others. Suddenly the itinerant rabbi they had been following was more than just a compelling teacher. He was the fulfillment of prophecy, the Holy One of God, shown in conversation with figures that represented both the law, Moses, and the prophets, Elijah. It was good news, but it was too much for them to assimilate. And it's also difficult for us to assimilate. What does this event mean? It's a story similar to the baptism of Jesus in which the Holy Spirit descended on Jesus in the form of a dove and a voice from God spoke saying, this is my beloved son with whom I am well pleased. Both events are epiphanies, moments of clarity and understanding. Both gave us knowledge of the meaning of Jesus's presence among us. And both are revelations which means that God revealed to us information we could not gain otherwise. In the transfiguration, God told the followers to listen to Jesus, 
We're to listen to him because he speaks the truth. And the truth is good news. Much later, when Jesus was standing before Pilate, he said, For this I have come into the world to bear witness to the truth. Everyone who is of the truth hears my voice. Pilate responded, What is truth? Many people have thought it was a cynical question, but I suspect Pilate may have really wanted to know. Jesus did not answer, perhaps because he was the embodiment of truth and he was standing right there before Pilate. It's sometimes difficult to know the truth. We try to be truthful and to teach our children the truth. I remember the spring of my daughter's senior year in high school. She was a wonderful kid, a great student, well-liked, already admitted to university, enjoying her friends at the end of her year. And then I got a call one afternoon, and she said she had a problem. She explained that she had gotten very bored in study hall and had left the campus and went out to the mall and to Starbucks and got herself a coffee. It seemed a fairly reasonable thing to do, but it was against school policy. And when she returned, the dean asked her where she had been. She was flummoxed and said she had a doctor's appointment. The dean said she needed a note to that effect. And so she called me to ask if I would write her one. It was an understandable transgression, and she had told me the truth. I thought for a minute, and then I said no. She needed to go right then to the dean's office and tell her the truth and say it would not happen again. I knew it would be hard for her, but I also knew that the experience would help her in the future. And I knew what a parent should do. We're living in an era where the truth, when the truth seems malleable, and where news are often labeled as fake. It's a new term, but an old concept. It used to be known as propaganda, which means information, ideas, or rumors deliberately spread widely to help or harm a person, group, movement, institution, or nation and the deliberate spreading of such information, rumors, etc. The result is people uncertain of what to believe. Jesus talked about good news and said he came to witness to the truth. He came as the fulfillment of the law and the prophets. He did not come to change the law and did not come to confuse his followers or to trouble them. To bear false witness was still against God's law. Nor did he refute the challenges of the prophets. He came to fulfill them and take their message even further. He came to heal and challenge traditions that prevented healing or the showing of mercy. He came to demonstrate that there were more important things than power, prestige, or money. He came to nourish us with the news that true life was in the quality of our relationships with God and with one another. So let us take this story of the transfiguration as an opportunity to seek the truth around us. 
Let us be faithful to our word, fair in our dealings with others, honorable as stewards of all we have been given, and secure in the knowledge that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life, the ultimate reality in whom we can put our full trust. Amen.